Whoa, whoa. Welcome back to episode 94 featuring Johnny Lazarus. This guy's an absolute legend. He played D1 hockey. And for those of you who aren't watching this on YouTube, he's got a mic to his mouth because he's a media guy. So this guy's legit. Welcome to the pod. No, like, hey, how are you? We're going to start recording. It's just fucking off the bat. We just go. Well, we were recording a little bit before. That's why. You know, All right. Well, it's good to be here. Good to see you guys. If you were pretty seasoned, you'd be ready to go out of the gate. So yeah, well, even a text or like a nice heads up would have been fine. But yeah, what's up, guys? Well, how are <laughs> you doing? What were you gonna say? We're we gonna say something crazy to start off, like if we weren't recording. No, I just thought like you know I haven't talked to you face to face in like a year. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Last time I saw you was in New York. We had a good time. We it's, won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. It, it was a great time though, and uh, I loved seeing you. But uh. But no, I figured we'd do the hey, how are you on here? I mean, because like your life has been unbelievable lately. I think you can tell us, but uh, did you think you'd be here when you uh, left college, like be where you are at now? You mean when I was doing a Jewish podcast with Cappy? No, definitely not. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely not. Um, you know, but I always like, uh, you know, I put out that clip today. I don't know if you guys saw it about like, you know, the last year or so of my life and whatnot, but um. I always had like that, you know, like inner sense of like, I, I can do something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where that really came from, but uh, you guys will appreciate this. I guess, uh, you know, someone I look up to a lot is actually Lil Dicky. I don't know if you guys yeah, watched yeah, that. Yeah. I remember so, talking to you about his show. Yeah. So I love Dave, love Lil Dicky, always have since like high school um, when my friend Henry showed me his music and stuff. But I always used to like watch his interviews and he always talked about how like, he couldn't live with what if, and like he had this inner sense of self that like he knew he was born to be like a star or something. And I, I don't, I never had that, but like, um, you know, everything he said, I just like felt that he was like talking to me, you know? And I think, uh, I think we all have someone in that sense that we kind of look up to and, and can relate to in like, you know, just the, the world of like, uh, pop culture and whatnot. Um, and for me, it's been him for like the last 10 years. So as, as a hockey guys, my, my pregame ritual, uh, my junior and senior year of college, five minutes before we go out for a warm up, I'd throw on the little Dicky freestyle on Sway in the morning and listen to the whole thing and, and yeah. try to like and try to learn like every fucking word. And, um, and do you know every word? Or no? I, I got it down now for the most part. I won't. It's five minutes long, so I won't do it now. But you know what's funny is like yeah. for those who don't know you, Johnny, like that's so you to show me, right? Have a guy to look up to, and yours is little Dicky. That is so you. But listen, you remember last time you came on the pod? It was what? How many years ago? Two or one? Uh, I don't know, but it was over the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was over the phone. Because so yeah. when, when I started this, it was all over the phone. You know, I had no idea what I was doing. I started a pod not knowing anything. So I was just doing phone calls. Because I really started it because I wanted to talk to the boys. But yeah. like none of the boys, you can't just like call an old teammate and be like, hey, you got an hour? I just want to shoot the shit for an hour, you know, it's really just phone calls with the boys. But I remember Sounds when like you, you just were... have no friends, dude, <laughs> You're you can't call someone and talk for an hour. Well, like <laughs> not, not so many people, like maybe three people, you know, four people. Hey, Wait, my, mom also... always, my mom, my mom always told me you can only count really good friends on one hand. Yeah, that's true. Right. I actually, I did want, I just realized too. I did want to say something when I hopped on before we started recording, dude, congrats on the kid. Ah, oh, thank yeah. you so much, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, dad, actually, it's been awesome. And you know, what's funny is Zach, like last time 
I was living here in Milwaukee with Zach. He's got a daughter who's now like one and a half. She's 16 months old. She's 16 months. So I don't know what that. That's that's 12 plus four, almost a year and a half, two months away from a year and a half. Yeah. So also, when, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Keep going. So no, no, say what you're going to say. Well, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever spoken to Zach before. So it's an, it's an honor to be sitting here with uh solo streak. Introduce you to the guys. Yeah. That's Timmy. Kemp, yeah. too. Timmy, well, Timmy, we've, Timmy and I have gone back and forth a bit, but Laz, oh, okay. Laz, great to meet you. We got plenty of mutual buddies. I was texting yeah. George about you and <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later, but no, well, you were all over social media when I was trying to get a D one scholarship and I was like, this guy's fucking ruining all my chances. <laughs> yeah. Man, I woke up at one o'clock this... in the afternoon and there's 300 notifications. I'm like, what's going the on? <laughs> streak, man, that was all time. But last time you were on the pod, I remember telling you, like, man, I can see you rising quick and working for Barstool by the next time I have you on the pod. And uh, you're not working for Barstool, but you're working for the National Hockey League. So you'll take that, hey? It's not bad. Uh, no, it's not it's bad. But it's not uh, bad. about that ride, because, I mean, I just found out today that you got a, a regular job, too, working yeah. – working a regular job but you're also it seems like kind of like a full-time-ish gig with the national league so can you just talk about that yeah dude um i haven't fucking slept in like the last four months um you know literally been well i'm, I'm in like my i don't really want to talk about the job too much like the full-time job but um yeah. you know i've been working nine to five and then like i'm going to the NHL studio and working there from like seven to eleven um you know covering the rangers too and they're in the playoffs i was going to all the games in the first round um, so it's really been a grind, but like, like it's so fucking fun, man. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's not like, it's like, yeah, it's like a little bit taxing on my body and whatnot. Like I don't go to the gym as much as I would like to, but, uh, you know, as far as just like having fun and like looking forward to doing something every day, like, you know, the, the stuff I do at night makes the stuff during the day, like not as bad. Cause I'm just like, you know, looking forward to every night, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, this year has been super crazy and, um, you know, I, I've, I don't know, like, where it all really started to take off. Um, you know, I kind of just always put myself out there and, uh, you know, got a decent response, and, and that just, like, kept growing and growing. And, um, you know, I, I it's – I don't know. It's just been – it's been fucking crazy, man. But it's been so much fun. How did the job with the NHL come about? Yeah, so uh, I did a show last year called The Third Period Live on the NHL YouTube channel. That was for the conference finals. Yep. And – uh, you know, I've just always main, maintained that relationship with the league uh, after I did that show. And and that was, you know, I still, it's funny. I was actually staying at Max Calter's apartment when I got that phone call. If you guys know Max Calter, he played at UConn, uh, one of my best friends. Uh, I like, kind of maintained that relationship with the NHL. And, and, you know, they called me like out of the blue and were like, hey, we have this show idea. You know, we're trying to build up our YouTube channel. So we want like younger people talking hockey. And there aren't really many, right? Like, at least that played, like, you know, like I had yeah, the advantage. You like, know what you're talking about. Cause you, yeah. play, you understand it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they just like reached out to me and, and yeah. you know, I kind of just ran with it. I, I, I Who still think out like, to you. Who reaches out to you? The producer for the show. So, um, not Gary Bettman. no, not Gary. Uh, and also like, you know, now I have a good relationship with Steve Mayer, who's the chief content officer and he's a pretty high up guy there. Um, so now, like, you know, I'll talk to Steve every now and then, but it's really just the producers of the shows. And there's a lot of producers around the NHL. Like, they do a lot of different things, obviously. So, um, you know, I've worked now with, like, three different producers in the last year. Um, so, yeah, it's the producer who usually reaches out. And and what's, like, the contract like? Because I assume, I assume they're flying you out. I don't know. You can tell us. But, like, 
Um, what's the contract like? And like, are they are they flying you out? Are they giving you per diem? Are they are they comping comping your hotels? Yeah, so they just give me like a stipend for a million dollars, and I'm just so rich, and it's fucking awesome. That's unreal. Can you kidding? Obviously, kidding. Obviously, what a dream. That's something I can't really get into, but um, you know, it's it's a freelance gig, right? So it's like you know, you get paid for this one gig, and then you know, I don't know if there's another gig coming. So it's like I'm a salary guy. It's just uh, you know, per show or per gig, you kind of get paid. Johnny, if you keep fucking spitting out that great content, they're going to make you a salary guy because that's the dream, man. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, dude, keep believing in yourself because we, 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 we're always watching. He's it's, like, yo, look at this. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nico's in my DMs every fucking five minutes. Wow. This is, <laughs> sick. This is sick. You're a legend, Johnny. I love you, Johnny. You're a legend. You're my biggest hype, man. Hey, that, do I not do that, though? No, you do. You do. I, I need you to, like, message every girl on Hinge or something and just, like, tell them about me. <laughs> Dude, I saw it happen. I remember I kind of like found out about you ish. Like we had a lot of mutual friends and I kind of learned who you were right when you were ending your career and you were starting the locker room with Cappy. That's when I kind of like learned who you were, you know, and, and to see like, when I learned about you, I I heard you on the locker room and, and uh, I had you on the buzz pod. Like I knew that you were going to do great because like, you have a passion for this stuff, like media. You're like, I'll do any pod with anyone. You're like, locker room, blue crew. <laughs> I got 15 podcasts. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want to put content out. And uh, I want to find a way to make it to the top. And like, it's crazy, like for me to see just through social media, how much you've grown and like your success. It's really like been unbelievable to see. And um, and like speaking on your success, I mean, can you get into this uh, Stanley Cup playoff run and uh, just your experience traveling back and forth from Fort Lauderdale and Vegas? And uh, just, just, I have a ton of questions yeah, about, like, you know, your favorite city out of both, your favorite bar in both, you know. So just give it to us all. I gotta say, uh, for this being my first Stanley Cup final that I've gotten to cover, I'm saying that hopefully there's more. Going to Vegas and Florida ain't too bad, huh? No, dude. I, I said bad. it. I said it here on this pod like maybe five episodes ago. This is the uh-huh. best Stanley Cup final to go to games to. Z actually went to game two. Game two in, in Vegas. Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. Yep. But like last you, second. Like I wanna. I wanna hear your experience because you were like right there for it all. Yeah, I mean, everyone, if anyone says bad for the game, well, fucking great for me, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but I'll, you guys will appreciate this, too. Like, I'll probably be the only person that says, like, I had more fun in Fort Lauderdale than I did in Vegas, you know. like I Yes, thought, I'm a Fort, I thought La- Fort Lauderdale. Was, I'm, Florida boys. I'm born in Hollywood, Florida. It's 10 minutes away from the elbow room. Dude, we were there. So we were there. I was in Florida from, honestly, the days are all mixed up. When was game three? No, I don't know. It doesn't matter what days you were there. Just whatever. Talking. I was there for like five days. I was at Elbow Room three nights out of those five days. Yeah, and you met tons like, of people there. I saw like a video with Charles Barkley. I mean, yeah, just dude. talk about the people you met and the experiences, man. Yeah. So that was like to me, that's still like the the pinch me moment, right? Like all these people that I've grown up watching, like that, like know me now by by name, you know. Um, like, uh, like I I, t- I think I talked about this today, but. Um, you know, weird brag, but the, the coolest, like pinch me moment that I think I'm taking away from it was, um, you know, I'm standing on the glass watching the golden Knights, like lift the cup, right? Like they just want it over. We're, we're all waiting to go out on the ice for like our, you know, post game stuff. 
and I and I got a tap on my back, and it's a guy going like, "What's up, Johnny? I just want to introduce myself. Like, nice to meet you." And I, and, it, and it's Mike Rupp, and I'm like, "Dude, what?" Like, I, I was like, you know, I I'm obviously a huge Rangers fan. Rupp played for the Rangers for mm. you know a couple of years and whatnot, and obviously now he's like so successful in media, and the fact that he was behind me and like tapped me on the back, I was like that's so fucking cool you know like uh so i think you know this trip was like the most uh where i've felt like i've actually made something of this you know like i've done some stuff here and there but um you know being around the people that i've hung out with like i was hanging out with emily kaplan every day she's become like my older sister like she's the best and she's the one who introduced me to Charles. Like I was, I was so drunk at Elbow Room, dude. And, and all of a sudden I look over and Emily's like, Johnny, come here. And it's just her and Charles. And I walked up to him and I was like, can I just give you a hug? Like, and we, you know, did that whole thing and, and whatnot. But uh, Charles is also super cool. Like he goes, to, he said to Emily, like, what's up, Emily? Like introduce me to some of your friends. I'm like, she just called me over, you know, like that was, that wow. was so cool. Um, but, you know, like I, I can name drop and, and whatnot, but like, it was really cool to be surrounded by all these people that, you know, all of us have grown up, you know, idolizing and uh, yeah. to be in the mix with them, I think is just like something I'll never forget. Yeah, no, that's unbelievable. And I can see that too. And I thought that to myself as well. Like I've tuned in and you know this because like I'm texting you in the middle of your shows. Like I tune into your YouTube shows, you know, I'm watching the games and I'm watching your shows at the same time. And I'm texting you in the middle of the show, like, and I'm trying to see if you're texting me back. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. but like somehow you're texting me back, but I don't see you texting me back. I don't know how you do it. I, I'm <laughs> wondering, like, do you have someone texting me for you or no? No, no, it's on me. Okay, okay. Also, depending on the show, like the Stanley Cup one, I couldn't really text because like we were, we're like sitting at a desk. Like if I'm sitting right. at a desk, like my texts are open to my computer. Yeah. Right. Okay, um, okay, right, right, right. Yeah. So for me, after watching those and stuff, and then I see you covering the stanley cup final and i kind of felt like this was like you said this was your biggest growth yeah the shortest amount of time party. yeah kind of like your coming out party right absolutely and i saw mikey grinnell posted uh his year end review and you in there uh and like no jack, tag jack Eichel in the no mix tag. no tag but but i mean those who know know right and is there a fun i think you told it last time right the first time you met mikey grinnell yeah, we were, uh, I was at the Quinn 92 concert, huge Quinn 92 fan, Quinn XCII, if you guys don't recognize the Quinn 92. Yeah. Um, and I'm taking a piss in the urinal, like alone in the bathroom. I hear some guy walk out of the stall and it's Grinnell. And I'm like, gee. And he's like, what's up, dude? Like, he didn't really know who I was. Um, this is, this is like September 21. So yeah, it's, you know, like a year and a half ago. And uh, I was like, what's up, dude? I'm Johnny Lazarus. Like, I played for UMass. He was like, yeah, I think I've seen your name before. Like, probably just like, you know, saying that to say it. But, uh, the next day, I like tweeted a video of. Uh, yeah, I remember that video too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got her tickets for Quincy II, and she bailed to go like be with her friends. I remember. Yep, that. yep, yep. And then I met Quinn ninety two, and I was like, "Hey, like I was supposed to come with my girlfriend. She bailed to go to University of Florida's homecoming. Can you send a video, like, or can you say like, wish you were here, like, you know, whatever, blah blah." And uh, I tweeted that video, and Grinelli like, I guess found it and then followed me. I commented like, dude, how'd you get this? And I was like, you know, I had bought the VIP ticket because I'm a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I think that's like what started our friendship. And obviously he lives around here. Uh, he's in Jersey now, but he lived in New York for a bit. So like we kind of run in the same areas. Um, but yeah, he's been, uh, you know, he's been super good to me. And he said, like, he's, you know, always says like that. I kind of remind him a little bit just like with how 
you know, I'm trying to work my way up and like doing my own thing and, and whatnot. And um, we actually, you know, I'm sure we'll get into the night with the cup and whatnot, but we ended up staying out with Eichel and the, and the um, empty netters guys who are huge beauties too, by the way, I fucking love those guys. I went on their show two days ago. I think that drops tonight actually, but um, we got dropped off at the MGM grand at like six 15 in the morning, the night after the cup. Cause we were out till like that late. And me and Grinnell were staying in a hotel next to each other, like down the strip. So we ended up walking through the strip together at 6 a.m. Uh, like as people are like doing their morning jog by us. And like it was like I, we were just kind of talking. And I was like, dude, how cool is it to be here? And, you know, he's obviously been, you know, around the block for a bit now. But like seeing where he's come and like where he started, you know, kind of was like, damn, like I hope to be in, in those shoes one day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And his come up is huge, too, because he didn't even play D1, right? Like, yeah. You you started with a little uh, base, but you mentioned like getting into that. Can you just like get into that night right now? I want to know all about that night. Oh man, so I I don't want to steer away from this show, but uh, if you want to get the best story from that night, definitely tune into my interview with Empty Netters because they were with me. So we kind of had like a you know like a Saturday morning recap with the boys of Friday yeah. night. You know, yeah. like kind of what the, the show Sunday is like. Series, trying to remember and telling exactly. each other what happened. <laughs> Putting the pieces together like that was the entire interview. So that's like awesome. you know I told all my buddies from back home I was like I can't even do it justice right now like just go watch that. But yeah yeah. But okay. you guys I'll I'll give go, the best. So go watch that for sure. No yeah but I'll like, give I'll give, I'll give you the version. I'll give yeah. you my own version. So like that night I was, I was pretty exhausted. Like I had worked my full-time job during the day. So I was up at 6am Vegas time working East coast hours. So, you know, do, do the full work day, head to the rink at like two 30 or or one forty-five uh, West coast time, you know, do our pregame show, stay for the whole game, go on the ice, you know, see players, talk to players, talk to friends and whatever, and figure out what the move is. Right. Cause obviously we're going out, like we're in Vegas. The cup was just one, like we're, this is gonna be the best Tuesday night in the history of mankind. Uh, so a good friend of mine, Jeff Kotcher, who works in hockey, sends me the phone number for this guy, Robbie, who uh, works with the Tau Group in Vegas. So like does all the nightlife stuff. I text Robbie. I'm like, hey, this is Johnny Lazarus. I'm here with the NHL. Like, you know, where's the cup going to be? Like, I got to I got to follow it. Um, and he was like, go to Omnia 1 a.m. Like, I'll I'll hook you up like blah, blah, blah. Robbie's actually at the game. So me and Robbie meet up at the game. We watched like a second period together and I saw him on the ice as well. So we kind of like got to talking and. You know, he just told me one o'clock Omnia. So I go home to change, shower, meet some people out at this place called Chandelier Bar, which is in uh, the Cosmo, which is like where I'd kind of been spending most of my nights in Vegas because it's like a soup. I'm not like a clubby guy. Like, you know, I, I went to the club because it was the Stanley Cup, but like I wouldn't, you couldn't catch me dead at Omnia like, you know, any other night. But uh, so it's now like 1230. I meet up with the people I'm going with. We start walking over to MGM Graham, which is where Omni is. We go right to the front of the line. Robbie hooks us up. We're 10 dudes, worst ratio possible. We walk right in. And uh, we're, like, at the bar. So now it's, like, 1. You know, come 1.30, 1.45. Still no sign of the Golden Knights. But, like, we, we trust Robbie. Like, obviously, he wouldn't lie to us. And um, I'm also with Jazz, the TNT researcher. So Jazz is, like, obviously, you know, uh, in tight with the TNT guys and whatnot. So... We see Biz and Wit and Murley and Pasha and Hank and all these guys at a table right, wow. behind, Steve, right behind Steve Aoki. But we can't get in there. So now we're kind of losing hope. Like, fuck, like, what are we supposed to do? Like, you know, that's where the cup's going to be. We're standing out here, like, looking like idiots, like, just at the bar. Um, and Jazz walks over, gets Biz's attention, 
And like two seconds later, they point to us and they're like, come in, you know? So biz gets us in 20 minutes later. Here come the golden Knights. Steve Aoki goes, everyone stop, like turn around. Here come the Stanley cup champions, the Vegas golden Knights. And the place starts going nuts. So this is when the night, like I, I had already said, like guys, like I don't know how long I can make it. Like I'm gassed. Like, and then your but, adrenaline goes, and the adrenaline kicks in. So, so actually, I'll like I'll tell it now. But this is like, so the empty netters guys said like we can make a movie of this night because I wanted to go home like three separate times, and something happened where it clicked that I gotta stay. You know, so like literally three times I had a sign of like you can't go home. Um, so now the cup is there. You know, Aiden Hill, Petrangelo, Colasar. Um, Jack, Eichel, Haig, all these guys come into the Steve Aoki stage, which is like where we are. We're like right there. They start lifting the cup up, passing it around. I didn't get to touch it or drink from it or anything. Um, but you know, they're doing their thing. And then that goes on for like an hour and I'm like, okay, I've seen it. The cup's gone. They went back to their table and their table's like on the other side of the room. Like we can't get over there. Um, I'm ready to call it a night. This is probably like 3am. Then Dan powers is like, dude, no, I'm texting Grinnell because Grinnell wasn't there. He's like, I'm texting Grinnell. He's coming. He fell asleep. He's coming now. Like he went home to change. He passed out. So he's waking up like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, I just missed this whole night. I got to go. I got to go. So now I'm like, all right, I'll say hi to Grinnell. And then we'll talk for 30 minutes and I'll head home. So Grinnell shows up probably like three, three 30. We hang out. Then everyone starts to leave a little bit and do their own thing. So after an hour of chilling, we walk out of Omnia as we're walking out. We run into Jack Eichel, Keegan Colasar, and Nick Hague. They're buckled, obviously. We're like still pretty coherent, but we're, you know, drunk enough to keep the night going. And Eichel's like, go to McMullins, go to McMullins, go to McMullins. We don't know what this place is. Like, you know, so so Chris Powers Googles McMullins. And sorry, this is like the long version, but I'm trying to give you guys as much as I can. I see yeah, yeah. I'm following. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. All right. So so Chris uh looks up McMullins and it's two and a half miles off the strip. And we're like, what the like, what could this place be? <laughs> so we just get in the Uber because Chris is like, we got to go. We got to go. Dan and I are like, dude, I'm ready to call it a night. Like chances are these guys are so drunk. They don't even show up to this place. And this is my favorite part of the night. Just so we're saying like, this is where the night, like to me got like unbelievable. Um, like seeing, seeing the cup in the, in the, in the club and stuff is cool. But like, I'm, I'm more of like the dive bar intimate. Like I love the elbow room. Cause it's like a smaller, you know, good people, good vibes, like that kind of vibe. Like that's my thing. So we get in this Uber we pull up to McMullen's and it's like in this shopping center in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. And we're like, we're in the wrong fucking place. Like we are going to get hurt here. Uh, but we walk in, there's four people in there, literally four at this bar. Um, and you know, five minutes in, we're like, all right, guys, they're not coming. They're not coming. Um, and I think it was Chris who's like, let's just have one friend beer to cap off the night. You know? So we order, we each order like a, you know, a beer we're sitting there. And sure as shit, 10 minutes into the beer, here comes Eichel, Kolasar, and Haig with, like, their girlfriends, friends, like, probably 10 people. And, like, that was, like, oh, boy, like, you know, this night's just beginning. You know, this is yeah, 4 a.m. because you're in an empty bar, which is, yeah. now it's just you guys. Yeah, this wow. is 4 a.m. And now it's, like, you know, the five of us, three Stanley Cup champions, and maybe, like, 10 other people max. So, like, probably 20 people in there. Um you know, Hay comes over and talks to us right away. He's like, I fucking knew we were going to do it. I knew we were going to do it. Like all that stuff. He's all fired up. Colasar kind of went to the back a little bit with the people he was with. 
And Jack went right to the bar and like ordered a burger fries and like five beers, <laughs> uh, you know, which was awesome. So like yeah, we, we didn't want to bother them too. So like, we're kind of minding our own business sitting right across from Jack and uh, you know, he's with his girlfriend and like a buddy of theirs. And like after 30, 40 minutes of us, let's like hanging out, whatever. We're like, all right, we're sitting here. Let's just go over and talk to him. Like, you know, he'll, he'll talk to us. And obviously he knows Grinnell and stuff. He actually, I think he started screaming like, Grinnell, I want you to come to my house and let's do chiclets from my house. Like screaming yeah. across the bar and saying that, That's which is awesome. hilarious. Yeah, it was awesome. So then we walk over and we start talking to Jack and I won't say anything that Jack was saying. Cause we like asked him like a ton of off the record, like just, you know, yeah, guy to guy, like, course. you know, good shit, which I like would never repeat. But, um, of course. you know, he did say one thing that I'll repeat too, which I, uh, never knew that guy. I don't know if you guys knew this, but apparently NHL players called the Stanley Cup the mug. Like, did you guys have you guys heard that ever? I've never heard of it. No, I didn't hear that. It makes yeah. as good as you said, it makes, it made sense to me. Yeah, it yeah, makes, it makes sense. Obviously, obviously, it makes sense. But like, I never heard that. I mean, I play in the ECHL, yeah. so I'm yeah far off. Dude. It was news to me. But Jack was he kept saying like, I got a mug, I got a mug, and I was like, oh, it's like I guess that's a cool inside thing that like they say. Yeah, that is. Um, so that, yeah, we we can is. get that out there, but uh, yeah, no. So then, you know, next thing you know, it's like five forty-five a.m. Sun's out, and it's like, all right, boys, I think it's time to shut it down. And uh, you know, we took that awesome selfie with like the timestamp on it. Um, yeah, awesome. And, and it was just, yeah, it was just uh, like being in the bar with those guys, like actually having that like guy to guy time. You know, that yeah. was that was super. And I had never met Jack. I don't know him, so yeah. Um, that, that, was, that was super cool. Yeah, that was super cool. What a story, man. What I probably story. missed some stuff here and there, but uh, that was pretty much how it went. No, that's uh, that's unbelievable. I'm never going to forget that, and I didn't even live in this. Did playing with guys like Kale McCarr and All-Stars and just playing Division One hockey and being around guys that ended up finding success in hockey, did that give you confidence to be around guys in the national hockey league and ask questions to them with confidence well i think the biggest thing it did for me honestly is give me credibility um you know like i give my opinion and people know that i like played with kale or grew up with mcavoy and fox you know like those are two people that like uh you know if you ask them if they know who i am they'd say yeah so like you know that's huge for you know um my opinion and stuff yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and dude, you guys know as good as anyone, like everyone's normal, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no difference in the human being between like me and Kale or like, you know, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit more outspoken, but uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we're all the same, like we all get the grind. And, and I think honestly, um, the confidence level just comes from the fact that the NHL also allows me to like dress the way I want to dress. You know, like I don't have to wear a suit or or somewhat look the part. Like I can be casual and be myself, and I think that makes me a little bit more approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously I can't go out there in like shorts and a t-shirt, but like, you know, I could wear jeans and like a you know, yeah, a crazy jacket you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. How's, it, how's it going, huh? That's how's a good going? jacket. A good like jacket. Yeah, I think that's what helps too. Like the guys come up to me, and I think right away they're not nervous, so I'm not nervous. Um. So I think that helps as well. But yeah, I think just uh, not, not, it doesn't matter the superstar. I don't think, I think just being in a locker room in general and like talking to, you know, I've had teammates from like Finland and Russia and talking to those guys, like, you know, you yeah. just get comfortable talking to anyone. I feel like, you know, 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Johnny, before, uh, before these sets, like, is there a certain layout or structure that you guys are supposed to follow or do you come up with some of your own ideas or? Um, so we always have a, a rundown of like who's coming on at what time and, you know, what questions we should like lean into. But, uh, you know, a lot of it is certainly off the cuff. And there's also like a producer in your ear, like giving you information as well. Um, which at first, dude, <laughs> the first show I did, I think the Stanley cup or the third period live last year, the, <laughs> the producer said something to me and I was like, what? <laughs> like, as we're on the air, like I didn't, yeah. it was my first time like yeah, having someone in my here, ear yeah. and I like responded to him. And I, you know, like, it's something you gotta get used to. Like, we're and what did he say? He said, don't answer me. Yeah. He's like, don't answer. <laughs> it was so funny. But, uh, yeah, I, this one was tougher. Cause you know, like, honestly, so we were supposed to have Sean Avery and Kevin Conley on our last show before game five, but they got stuck in traffic. So like, you know, that thing happens on the fly too. So it's like, just, just wrap it up, wrap it up, give your thought on the game, wrap it up. So like things kind of happen on the fly as well. So who's been your favorite guests that you've had on? Like you've had a ton of guests on when you're doing those live shows. I saw you had like Pierre Maguire. I mean, I watched them all, but you know, I'm paying attention to the game, but you had a couple um, NHL players too, like uh, the Ottawa Senators guy, Shane. Yeah. Shane Pinto beauty. Yeah. Pinto. Shane Pinto. And like, you get to talk to these guys while you're watching the game live. Uh, who, who was maybe like your favorite one? If you can, if you can say that you have one, or uh, what was one that like you had on and, and the conversation was flowing like bang, you know? Well, I, I will go to media day and biggest beauty ever, Nick Cousins. That guy yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that I guy saw is that awesome. the shoe thing. That yeah, was really. That sweet. was like like people were like, dude, did you know him before? I was like, nah, I'd never met him in my life. Like I don't even think he knows who I am. And uh, <laughs> you know, he he walked right up. We kind of just like shot the shit right away and. Um, that was my favorite like interaction that I've had, I think like ever, like it was just so like guys being guys like, you know, um, and that, and that was super cool. I'm like, kudos to the Panthers, you know, like still pulling the pranks off, like staying like a final, all the pressure in the world. And like, you're just having fun with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you saw all those injuries that came out after like crazy that Kachuk played with a broken sternum. Like that's bananas. No. Yeah, that was I can't imagine, dude. That's that's nuts. What? Who do you think had the best playoff performance, in your opinion? I remember you were saying, uh, who are you saying on the Panthers? Other, you were saying Kachuk over Bobrovsky. But yeah. who do you think on the on the Knights? Like, do you think Marsha so, or or some people were saying they thought Eichel would get it, or Aiden Hill, or Aiden Hill, obviously. Um, it's tough to say. I I like. I, He's I had a great think, night with Eichel, so you're gonna be I, like, <laughs> no. Well, I also think I definitely think Eichel is way more noticeable, right? Like just, but just in everything, like the way he skates is like there, there's no one else that moves like Jack Eichel. Like he looks like he's not even trying, and within three strides, he's blue line to blue line. You know, like the guy is so fun to watch in person. Like it is, I, I I've never seen anyone skate like him. Um, but I think like. The little things he did, you know, like he, he, he wins that battle against Dallas in game five, I think for Barbershev to come in and score the first goal. Uh, you know, he comes back from that huge hit from Kachuk and has an assist, like, you know, doing a little bit of everything. Right. And he was not known to do that before. He's never been in the playoffs. He comes in, performs, wins a cup in his first trip, you know, like 
sure, Mark So was awesome and scored a lot of huge goals, but Mark So was not as good in the first round. Like Eichel was doing right, it the right. whole way. You know, like right. it's a it's a playoff MVP. You know, right. if you want to talk conference final, Stanley Cup final MVP, sure, Mark So is the the clear winner. You know, but to do what Eichel did, I think throughout the entire postseason was uh super impressive. Hey, can you quote a movie like George Mika and Jeff Solo or what? What's your favorite Dude, what's your favorite movie quote? My favorite movie quote. I don't know why, but the first one that came to mind was one of our guys forgot his socks, so uh we forfeit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's a, that's not my favorite movie quote, but that's the first one that popped in my head for whatever reason. Um I also I like this is also so ran- these random ones are coming to my head right now, but I always say like uh from holes like the duck may swim on the lake, but my daddy owns the lake. Like my when dad. I, like yeah, like you know, I just I like mix the random shit into uh into conversation, but like my favorite movie of all time is super bad. Like that's my that's my favorite movie. Oh, that's a hilarious movie. Yeah. Like I could watch that, you know, a hundred times. Um, but yeah, I'm a big movie quoter too. And I like to think George gets his movie quoting a little bit from me. When we're together, it's bad. Oh but, uh, it's lethal. It's lethal. Yeah, we, I'm actually I'm pretty sure and uh, Ben's just sitting there laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Benny's not a movie quoter at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure George uh George is on the like the the uh, movie quote diet for his Instagram oh, yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. But yeah, like movie quotes are you know such such they're, an easy a, they're elite. Yeah, such an easy language. If you can't oh, quote a movie, I just don't like you. <laughs> I oh man. I hope you like me. I can't quote a movie. <laughs> but uh but anyway, man, that's all I got for you, man. I appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties earlier. No, this has been unbelievable. Thanks, boys. Anytime. Seriously. Yeah, man.